just trying to shoot the moon Isn't everything we've got that's just a piece of a spoon Welcome to The Word Witch, a podcast for the modern magical soul, exploring tarot, astrology, belief, and more from a queer witch, that's me, in conversation with folks making magic from the margins. I'm your host, Claire Burgess. Let's make some magic. Hello, friends, witches, otherlings. (laughs) Is that otherlings? Is that is that okay that I call you that? Um, Other podcasts have um, uh, terms that they they use to refer to their their, the people who listen to their podcasts and um, uh, otherlings. Is that okay? Uh, Do you like that? Uh, if you do or you don't, let me know. Write to me. Otherwise, I will keep calling you that. <laughs> um, and thanks for joining me here on the second episode of the Word Witch podcast. I'm your host, Claire Burgess, and I want to wish you a happy Halloween. Uh, this podcast is coming out on um, October 31st on Halloween, All Hallows' Eve, Samhain, (laughs) the pagan new year, the witch's new year. So I wanted to start by just saying a little bit about that and, and then quickly getting to the interview for today because it's a wonderful, beautiful one and also a long one (laughs) because I just couldn't cut anything from it. So Halloween, What's it all about? I bet you all know it's not just about candy and costumes and all that is great. Love it. Love an excuse to dress up in a costume. I, I'm a Scorpio rising. Love it. But there is so much more to this day than that. So I see it as um, uh, the, the witch's new year. Um, it, it takes place in this part of the year in the Northern Hemisphere when this part of the planet is turning into the darkness. Um, already here when I'm recording this on October 27th, um, it's getting dark like way early. Like um, I think technically it's six o'clock, but it feels like way earlier than that. And then the time is about the about to change and it's gonna get dark way earlier so uh get out your um sun lamps and your vitamin d (laughs) self-care is important in the winter um but um it's it's um it's meaningful this time of year when we can just tangibly palpably see these seasons changing, the earth shifting, um, the the plants um, dying or, or going into hibernation for the winter, and um, we're largely uh, doing the same. There's a shift. Um, 
just like I said, with getting out the, the sad lamps, the seasonal affective disorder lamps and the vitamin D, it affects us too. Um, this is the dark part of the year. Um, the sun has been raining for six months now, and now it's the moon's time. And so this point, Halloween, October 31st, Samhain, is the witch's new year. Not January 30 or January 1st. Uh, it's, it's now, is now. And so this is um, the perfect point to think about the own cycles in your life. Think about the things that are uh, changing, that are fading, that are, are dying and passing away, and to honor those things and thank them for the part that they have played in your life. And then put them in the ground. Put them in the ground and... Um, quietly, slowly start to germinate anew. Um, Samhain is also um, the time when the veil between worlds is said to be thinnest. This means that it is a ripe time for communing with your ancestors these can be blood ancestors, but they don't have to be. Um, they can be your blood answer, ancestors and also um, your, your um, ancestors on your path. They can be your, your queer ancestors, your trans ancestors, your, your uh, I don't know, your whatever path that you're on, the people who have come before you that have paved the way. This is a time to honor them, to thank them, to show that you are appreciative and listening. Yeah, I went today, I felt strongly called to take a walk in the cemetery, which you would think that I would be called to do a lot of the time. <laughs> um, and I am, but I rarely actually go do it. But today, today, I just, it was a strong urge. So much so that I put down the work that I was doing and I threw on my clothes. And I <laughs> kissed my partner on the head and left him sick in the house. And <laughs> I went to the cemetery and I was thinking I wanted to go and just be be alone and have some peace and quiet and just just walk. And I got there and there was a like tombstone trick-or-treat thing going on in the cemetery. And there were all these kids in costumes with their bright orange pumpkin baskets. And uh, I was like, and, and I realized this is perfect. This is the perfect metaphor for this time of year. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm in a cemetery, one of the oldest cemeteries in Portland, Oregon, Lone Fir. And it's filled with the voices of children laughing, running amongst these, these, these gravestones that date back to 
the mid um, 1800s and it was it was gorgeous it was incredible and there was the sound of crows and the rain started to fall and it was incredible and I was reminded of the power of this cycle this cycle of life death rebirth these young people running on top of the graves of those long departed we are all part of this cycle we are all part of the same vast organism and this is a time to remember that and a time to remember that we are connected through things stronger than flesh and time. We are all part of the same source, part of the same spirit. Those that came before us move within us. It's continual. And after we're gone, (laughs) there will be children running on top of our graves. (laughs) with with trick-or-treat baskets and laughter at least I hope so if you know the earth survives oh that got dark (laughs) so yeah happy Halloween to all of you blessed Solon take some time tonight to give thanks to those who came before you And to reflect on your place in this cycle and to think about what you are letting go of and what you are welcoming in, in this next year on the planet in this life. And now I want to introduce uh, my interview guest, the interview that I'm bringing you today on this very important day, um, is uh, Jordan Rain of Sincerely the Tarot. And let me tell you, this interview is just amazing. It blew my socks off. The conversation was incredible. We talked for a long, long time, and we could have continued talking for a lot longer. (laughs) Um, And I listened to it many times and I just couldn't find anything to cut out. So I'm bringing you the whole thing today. It's, it's It's over an hour and it is all wonderful. So I want to give you an idea of, of what we do in this. We talk about his offerings to begin with um, and and his approach to tarot, his channel to tarot. And we also talk about um, uh, finding spirituality in the body, um, finding spirituality at all. That's around the 30-minute mark. Um, we talk about... Um, finding spiritual community as a queer person, um, as a queer and trans person. Uh, Jordan shares some beautiful things about that. Um, That's around 40 minutes uh, where we also talk about uh, reclaiming God, uh, reclaiming prayer. Uh, We talk about alternate names for God. Um, in order to make it more accessible to all, 
to all people. Um, we also have a wonderful conversation about gender and the court cards. That's around the 46 minute mark. Um, and we talk about it in a, a way that, um, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to ruin too much, but it's beautiful. Listen to that part. Listen to that part. Um, and, um, then around the one hour mark around the 60, well, I guess it's later than that. Cause I've been talking for 10 minutes already. So I guess the 70 minute mark, um, we talk about inclusivity in tarot decks in decks that are being created today. And then some magic happens <laughs> near the end of it. Um, some surprising occurrences. <laughs> and um, I, I hope that you will listen to the whole thing. That's why I'm bringing it all to you today. Um, and uh, if not, skip ahead to the parts you want to listen to. I know we're all busy people. That's why I gave you the time markers. But let me tell you, this whole thing is amazing. And I'm so grateful for Jordan, uh, for talking with me today and for being part of my community. And I'm so excited to share this with you. So with no further ado, here is my interview with Jordan Rain of Sincerely the Tarot. All right. I'm here with Jordan Rain of Sincerely the Tarot. Uh, Jordan is a tarot reader um, who has a really special offering that he does, um, sending uh, tarot readings through the mail with actual, with the cards included, um, which is something really uh, unique that I haven't seen before. And like the readings he delivers are, are very incredible. Um, so I suggest everybody check him out and he agreed to be here today to talk to us on the word, Witch podcast. Welcome Jordan. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Claire. And thank you for having me. It's a complete honor. I was so excited and you and I have been able to connect a little bit, um, since the invitation and I'm just even more excited and the project, the podcast is Amazing. So, um, or what you're creating. So, um, thank you. Yeah. Uh, this is already turning into just like a mutual, like compliment love fest. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. So, um, where to start? Can you, so where do you want to start, Jordan? I sent you all these questions. I know about like you and your story, but I, and I also want to know about Sincerely the Tarot and how that came to be. Um, do you have a particular place that you feel comfortable starting? Well, yeah. And if I kind of answer any other questions, you know, we'll just adjust accordingly. Um, so I will share that I've been an atheist most of my life Mm -hmm. up until my lovely Saturn return um, that I didn't know was a thing until a year after it ended, Mm -hmm. which would have, so I say that now because I'm like, people go look that up. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know that I, I would give it such weight had I not 
experienced what I did without even knowing that it was my Saturn return and then later looking up the dates and being like, wow. So um, coming out the other side of my time through that, um, I was ready to, I was ready for something that I had not really been ready for before in terms of accessing something bigger than myself and Mm -hmm. and accessing myself from a bigger place I guess more than anything right it's not like turning outward to something which has sort of happened as I've fallen like head over heels for this planet but Mm -hmm. um you know going inward obviously so um that then I think I was able to access, you know, more within me through the tarot, which sort of just came out the other side. I knew I was ready for something. I didn't know what tarot is something I had heard of, right. Mm -hmm. And sounded interesting and weird and alternative and queer and, and like, I wasn't ready to just go straight for like meditation. Like I needed Mm -hmm. something that felt, I don't know. I mean, even though I know now it's, it is coming into the mainstream, which is so awesome. And maybe it already was to me, it didn't feel mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. And so as a, you know, strongly identifying queer, I, there was a draw there, I guess it was just like this kind of magical pull and um and i got a deck and fell in love and then i i love things with a passion and when i you know am loving something i really want to share it i you know and i think the thing about tarot is as i sort of figured out what it wasn't which i think are some sort of barriers for some people around you know around accessing it at first Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted friends and family to kind of see the beauty in it and see the channel that it can create in working with yourself and whatever else, whatever else. I mean, it's like, it's truly infinite with like what you want to create from the tarot. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, for a while I would post stuff on my personal account. And then I think probably like a year before I started sincerely, I, I would pull cards for people and like, just um, either take a picture or photocopy it mm-hmm. right at home to like get, because I'm really sentimental and love the art that comes with it. And I wanted them to be able to see the card that I pulled for them. Yeah. And so, you know, one thing led to another and then it was just like, well, I'm just going to buy a deck to pull from so I can give my family and friends the card and then you know love snail mail love the idea of like writing and and so it started just being for friends and family in that way and then boom eventually was like I feel like I've reached everyone in my circle who's interested I wonder if anyone else would be Uh uh-huh and everyone was like yes (laughs) (laughs) yes interested (laughs) it, it has even, you know, today I, a couple people shared some things on Instagram and it, it makes me want to cry. Like I, I'm so humbled. I am, I am a confident person in so many aspects. And then there's something about this and, and me having a part in this role, which I don't think is, is 
it doesn't have to be me, but it is me here writing these letters. And, um, and maybe this is how other tarot readers feel, you know, when they are able to give someone something and it access to their own self. And it's humbling. It's, it's like, I don't know why I, this is happening and working, but it is. And, you know, mm-hmm. with that question, kind of how did sincerely come to be? I also like, just part of me wants to answer, like just from the collective, like something else created it because it needed to be here. And I believe that everyone who's been a part of Sincerely are probably the people, you know, who helped make it be just with the need, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's so many things about what you just said that I really respond to, um, including like, um, the feeling that uh, it came from the collective or it came from like, not just you, um, Mm -hmm when I give people tarot readings, um, whether through email or in person, and then they respond to me and say like how incredible it is, or like share like something about my reading on Instagram or whatever. I always have this like weird feeling of like, they're complimenting me, but I don't feel like that came from me. Like it wasn't like a product of me. Um, I, I think that, you know, as sort of like the channel that these things come through when you are reading for someone, you also do have like the reader's filter or like the reader's perspective on it, but it doesn't feel like it's me. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And I think that that is important. And I think it's really great that we, and I know other readers, you know, kind of see that and like, quote unquote, like get out of the way and like let Mm -hmm. source or, you know, oneness energy do its thing. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm served very much through this project and grateful for it all the time for as long as it lasts, you know, because, you know, I'm, I'm open, I'm just open these days. I'm like, I used to like need to have the life plan and all these Uh things and spirituality really cracked it open. Some of that stuff where I'm like, Hey, we're just going to do this as long as it feels good for me and others. And, you know, we'll just, we'll see. Um, but so one thing that it kind of feeds itself is like when I'm writing letters, a lot of times that's when like these really powerful, fr- oh, I think they're powerful phrases or thoughts or concepts come through. Like my hand writes it and I'll be like, oh, I really love that. You know, and it's like what you're saying where you're like, I don't know where it came from, but that's cool. And, you know, that's where sometimes then I'll, you know, draw the card that went with it or something, you know, and then post that on Instagram and, and, you know, hope that that's additionally a gift to even one person who needed that, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. And when you, uh, when you do the readings, um, so you, Jordan's handwritten, Jordan's readings are handwritten, which I also think is, one of the really special things about sending those through the mail um, is that like that, I don't know, like that just feels like so personal, you know, to have it in, in a yeah. handwritten form. Um, when you, so like the reading that, that Jordan, that you gave me, um, like it's all so neatly written and like it all fits perfectly on this card. Um 
So just, can I ask you a logistical question? Yes, ask me a logistical question. (laughs) You write it somewhere else first and then like, it just, it just comes, oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes. But but to say, you know, I have written now over 600. And Mm -hmm. so I think like when I change the cards I'm using, I have to kind of relearn, but I at least have in my mind the sort of space. And then sometimes if someone's tarot card just needs to take up most of the letter, you know, that happens, but it's become a funny, there's almost like a, my mind is trained to kind of like, all right, and we're going to be closing this up so we can Uh talk about the Oracle card, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But no, I just go for it. And I'm, I, I just have to leave myself space if I have to scribble, you know, out a word that it's okay. That's just part of writing in black ink. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's when I do my, um, my email readings, my distance mm-hmm. readings, I handwrite them initially, like when I'm oh, doing the cool. reading, because that for some reason, like if I try to like type it into a computer first, yeah, it doesn't and, like disrupts yeah. the flow or something. And so wow. I write mine initially and then I send all of my, um, uh, querents a picture of like oh, the cards. I love that. that. Yeah. And I, I don't email that exact thing to them because then I do type it into, I mean, I email them the picture, but mm-hmm. not, I don't like mail them that handwritten reading. Right. Partially because when I'm typing it into the computer, more things come through sure. and I like fill in the, the blanks. But yeah, so I, I, I guess there's a question there about like, do you think um, there's something particular about, um, the act of like writing it with your hand, like, does that mm-hmm. form part of the channel, you know, or, or the delivery? Yeah. Know? I mean, the delivery, I think possibly is kind of part of the receiving that in the mail. Um, and for me, I think that I would still have a channel, but it could change because when I, write, write, you know, just write things that are not <laughs> tarot letters. Um, I can still in, enjoy my writing and I still, you know, it still works for me to go to the computer, although I do typically handwrite, but it's different. Sometimes the energy in it is mm. different. And I think maybe a little, for me, a little less soft, maybe. Mm, yeah 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 yeah. there is something a little more vulnerable I think about the handwriting for me and that might not be true for everybody but yeah yeah oh that's I I have another logistical question that I did not include in the questions that I sent you (laughs) I like Um, these because I love the project so it's fun to talk about it yeah (laughs) um the the like little oracle cards that you make yeah uh, how do you, so uh, part of, for any readers that don't know, um, Jordan sends three cards. One's a tarot card, one's an oracle card, and then one's um, a little like oracle of your own making, right? Like, yeah, kind of, they're a little bit like affirmations, I would say. Is what yeah, I, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And these are, these are pictures, they have a picture that uh, you've taken, presumably. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's a, a message. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how does do like tell me about that? <laughs> okay, so um, there's like a little app that you know I can get my pictures printed on, and then I, it's kind of similar to the letters in that like 
So I'll make a batch at a time kind of a thing. And then I just look at the picture and it's whatever comes in. So sometimes if I feel like it's a really strong, you know, thing that I might make seven with that say the same thing. And mm -hmm. sometimes there's only one that says mm -hmm. that. Um, so sometimes with the same picture, I'll put different things and, um, and then I stack them and I draw them, you know, I pull one just like I do for the tarot and the Oracle cards and just trust, you know, trust source yeah. with that one as well. Yeah. Yeah. There's, that's, you know, just a little extra addition that I think makes it really special too, because that's another, like, I don't know, it's like an artifact that comes direct from you you know yeah, thank you yeah and you know it's so funny how your or my mind will play with me sometimes which I used to not be aware of until I was like you know kind of woke as they say as the kids <laughs> um and you know I catch myself going oh does anyone you know need those you know these things that I've and then and I'll get some really nice feedback about the affirmations. Like, you know, this is, this is a thing that really stood out to me. And that's nice for me to hear. And it's like, why, why do we do that to ourselves? You know, sort of question this thing that came into being mm -hmm. like, I don't even know when or how I thought of that. You know, it just. You just gotta trust it. <laughs> totally. Like why do we spend time going Oh, should I, you know, uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, so thanks. They're really fun to make. And it does feel good to include something that, yeah, something that I made in there too. Mm -hmm. And when you, um, so when you, when I got your reading, mm -hmm. um, and opened it, um, Jordan did a reading for the birth of the podcast, yeah. which was incredibly kind, so um, incredibly generous of you to do. And it made me cry just Aww. by the way, like I, wept <laughs> it was so beautiful um but when uh one of so the card the um uh, affirmation card that was in mine was um i connect with sacred soil and it's just so uh, i guess it's not surprising it's perfect that um literally like the day before that i had been thinking about like how i need to work on grounding myself more and how i just feel like i'm just sort of like floating away constantly and I'm not tethered and I was literally thinking about this yeah um, and then of course you know the next day when I opened your letter I was like well yeah like <laughs> obviously like you know like it was just one more thing that came in and was like yeah <laughs> you need to do that go yeah. put your in the soil take a hike mm. like yes yeah. and please <laughs> I want to do that too I mean and that's so cool and again I know this happens with other readers, but the magic, you know, this is the thing where it's like, where people are like, well, what is tarot? And like, do you really believe, you know, like it's magical? Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'll just say like, yes, but like, if I really, you know, someone's really like pushing in and wanting, and it's like, you know, just try it. Like, and we mm -hmm. all know those of us who do pull for ourselves and have experienced pulling for others and, and watching them cry, them laugh, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes maybe being stumped at first and then doing their work to, you know, see what maybe they were trying not to see or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, for me too, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's magical. Mm -hmm. And, and these beautiful coincidences, um, 
that, that pops up too. And sometimes if someone's doing the three month subscription, that'll pull the same tarot card for them <laughs> twice in a row from different decks. I mean, people, yeah. you know, uh -huh. I mean, and I've got a ton of decks all the time that I'm like nowadays it's cute that sincerely started with one deck, you know, and like now <laughs> I have these multiple decks and kind of just do the same, you know, sit down and take a breath and center and use my intuition to know which deck to pull from. Right. And so I'm like, what how am i you know and and then i love getting that message from the person like oh dear i got that again and it's like yeah, <laughs> a little bit more work to be done there apparently <laughs> well yeah and like one of the things i noticed is on and that was one of the things i was wondering logistically as well was like you know do you you sit down with like all the decks and like fan them out and like what happens when you're down to like five cards from one mm -hmm. deck you know Right. Um, and so it sounds like you just sort of sit down and then you go like, which deck? Yep. Choose it, and yep. Then, yep. Yeah. And, um, and I can, yeah, there was that t this morning, I think I forgot, you know, I forgot to kind of check in about which decks and I just like went automatically and I pulled these cards and, um, something was like really flat and I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't like, I just grabbed these decks. I didn't. And then I like mm -hmm. then did my thing and I knew exactly which two decks and it was like, pow, like I was like zapped by the like answer of, you know, and uh -huh. a lot of the times these are, you know, people, I don't know. I, you know, I have no reason to think that it's one or the other. Um, you know, to me all, all is well, you know, mm -hmm. I can't really go wrong, but I, this has been, I mean, it's such amazing practice for me and my intuition, right? I mean, there's another yeah. gift that the project has offered me. And also in getting to know the tarot, I'm writing about the cards over and over. But anyways, yeah. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I do, that's kind of the name of the game in terms of some people have asked that, like, so are you're pulling from a, like, quote unquote, I mean, an incomplete deck and that there's not 78 cards there anymore. And it's like, yep, mm -hmm. you know, that's kind of what comes with sending out the cards. And, um, I think that's okay, you know, and it, and it is what it is. And if that doesn't feel good to someone totally fine, you know, yeah. Then like, there's lots of different ways to get tarot readings for sure. Um, but I do trust very much just like with the magic of, you know, pulling for myself with the 78 cards that everyone's going to get the medicine mm -hmm. that is, you know, is going to be there for them if they want to access it. And yeah. Too many coincidences, like I've said, that I'm like, this is working. <laughs> yeah. You got to yeah. just believe like that the card that they need is going to be in that deck that you're right. drawn to. And, that, I, and I do, you know, but yeah. I can understand, you know, for some people being like, eh, I'm not sure. But yeah, I absolutely don't worry about that at all. And mm -hmm. I, the only other logistical thing that I used to kind of, when I first started this, I worried about would artists be sad? I'm always like, worried about people's feelings. Would artists be sad in knowing that their deck got, you know, is going to be dispersed, you know, really across countries, like with what's happening right now. Um, and I have gotten some really positive feedback, um, you know, from indie artists that they, they love it and think it's cool. And I kind of hope it helps to spread the word on their deck. You know, that's yeah. 78 people then that might, you know, yeah. so that feels good too. That was something that at first I was kind of 
you know, wondering about. And so far that's been all good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And like, you've even had, um, at least in one case, um, mm-hmm. a maker send you a yeah. copy of a deck to be like, use this, please love your project. That's so Yeah. Cool. Sent me multiple decks. Actually, I was very spoiled. So, and part of, I really do love that sincerely, like, I mean, I actually try, despite what my Instagram looks like, I do try to be mindful kind of about how many decks I buy for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, without sincerely, like I've been, I've bought, you know, $50, $70 decks for the project sometimes, and I wouldn't be able to support that, you know, all, otherwise. So that's something yeah. that I do, I do try to do, um, you know, support artists. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. at first I kind of was like, I don't know if I should accept this. But then I was like, Jordan, you literally write letters to people telling them to accept and receive, <laughs> you know, what people want to give them like, okay, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, this has been a topic that has come up um, a lot recently, like in, in my own life. And then in my conversations with other people is uh, this idea that like, as, um, as readers or, um, anybody who like sort of, I don't know, could be seen to give advice in any capacity, like we give it and then like, it's so hard to take that same advice ourselves. Yeah. You know? yep. like, we tell people to like, to trust, to like, I don't know, um, speak their truth to, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it might be. And then when it comes time for us to do that, it's yep. still yeah maybe spirit has just totally set me up with this project so that I'm just writing these things over and over every morning (laughs) and night as I write to other people (laughs) it's like here (laughs) like are you listening Jordan right (laughs) like the kid like drawing on you know writing the same thing over and over on the teacher's like chalkboard like maybe (laughs) that's really what's going on here Uh, yeah well I I think that it's true that I've been served by readings that I've given to other people yeah and been like oh wow that's Mm -hmm. some advice that I need to take (laughs) yes absolutely Uh uh-huh yeah yeah Yeah. um so let's see Um, um um I have so many questions yeah okay so um let's uh Let's go straight to a, well, you know what? Okay. I want to ask about, so you did this thing recently with um, uh, altars in hand or hand, little hand altars. Mm -hmm. And that was an idea um, that I thought was just beautiful. And then you also, aside from that, um, you posted about um, carrying stones in your pocket, like Mm -hmm. on, on like particularly hard days or during hard times Mm -hmm. and this idea of of carrying I don't know making an altar in your hands uh, Mm -hmm. and like a small space and so it's also of by necessity a a a temporary altar Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. um of these small objects and then the power of just carrying like simple just rocks like Mm -hmm. they don't have to be crystals um and so I was wondering like how did you arrive at like that idea of the hand altars and also your like really most any of your practices you mm-hmm. also have this collection of like bones and feathers that you yes. post sometimes and I'm yeah. always very envious because I would like my home to look like a natural history museum <laughs> <laughs> 
goal. <laughs> so, oh, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, so I'm going to speak to the altar thing first and then I'll kind of, you know, zoom out. But so, <laughs> well, no, that's, that's, that's perfect. And here's the thing, <laughs> like, I didn't honestly know that people would answer to the mm-hmm. altar invitation. So this is a perfect example, like a specific example, you know, in there's sort of being this higher creative energy at work that just Mm -hmm. kind of moves through all things is, and like our collective energy Mm -hmm. and creating with one another is that post. So, you know, again, I, you know, I've got like my little, desk with my my magic stuff and my altar and yes my my Gaia treasures and I mean they're not mine I'm borrowing them but they're they're there in my space and um you know I'll it might be a picture or it might be a phrase and and I don't know if I was like holding my one of my beetles or you know so yeah all of a sudden I was like I I had items from my altar in my hand and there's symbolism in the items. And so the phrase was there, you know, put it on Instagram and like the next morning or that morning, I can't remember, like people are, you know, yeah. I mean, I did literally say like, I invite you to make an altar of your hand and yet people started doing it yeah. in response. And it, it like the first few, like, yeah, I was crying. I mean, because, yeah. the, and again, it's like, it's, you know, I don't get credit for that. That that wasn't me. And yet I'm still honored to be a part of connecting through. I mean, that's magic, right? In the making that that's way beyond me. And yet that, you know, there is a part of me, you know, I am a part of it. And so is everyone else who chose to, or even maybe people who didn't feel comfortable posting, but it touched their hearts or, you know, that was so cool. So that, you know, in that specific you know, kind of Instagram thing that came of it. I mean, really, I think again, people, people made that, you know, had, had it been radio silence, it would have just been another Instagram post with some dead stuff. And, you know, <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And so, you know, just so beautiful. And, and if that never happens again, that's totally okay. And if, if something does call out to people, um, I, I do have something that it'll be funny. I have another invitation in mind for people. And there's something that you've said that's specifically related to it. And it came before you said it, but anyways, so I'll have to (laughs) to bring your attention to it when it comes. But I can't um, wait to find out. (laughs) People will engage. It's going to be cool. Mm -hmm. I, and I think really, you know, part of it is getting us out of our comfort zones and, and yeah, mm-hmm. stepping into our own magic. And then the other piece that I wanted to address is, you know, I'm queer and trans and whether you're queer or not, for so mm-hmm. many folks, we've been kicked out of the God club. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, when I use the word God, uh, which I didn't even use the first few years of, you know, having a spiritual practice, but to me now it, it means me, you, energy, love, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, joy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, spirit, source, divine, like, you know, so it's, I feel anyways, that's what I'm doing there. But, um, 
So there's been um, something I'm really passionate about is people who were kicked out or, I mean, sometimes like literally, you may mm-hmm. not come to this church anymore, but then there's like figuratively or the people who just felt on their own path that it wasn't for them. I mean, definitely, I, I think for me, part of it was just, you know, developing my own scientific mind that then for a long time, all I knew of faith and spiritual practice was more like religion. And Mm -hmm. that didn't always fit with science. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it just took me far too long. (laughs) Um, But then again, you know, 33. I'm grateful. I'm great. So grateful. I'm here now. You know, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm here now and I just get to keep growing. Hopefully, you know, maybe be so lucky. And, um, I want all queers, all alternative folks, anybody who felt like that, that, you know, their highest self, their spiritual self, any sort of practice wasn't for them. I want us to reclaim it back. I want, and that's why I think there is power in reclaiming words like prayer and altar and things that for a lot of people, you know, I've gotten a lot of messages, like, I'm really uncomfortable with this word, but I, I kind of want it back. Like I can, you know, can you tell me more or, um, you know, thank you for owning, you know, your relationship with divine and being queer. Right. And so, um, you know, these aren't words that, I probably ever used until now. And so I guess, you know, so there's that. And, and I think that once I started my own spiritual path, or, I mean, I believe we've always been on them, but aware of it and intentionally engaging um, with it, that, like, you know, it started with, like I said, with tarot, with, which, you know, felt like um, was safe for me. And then I have found, I have many spiritual homes in my body, in the woods, in the mountains, mm-hmm. but I also do have a place that I go to most Sundays um, that looks a lot like church. And, you know, at first I was like, uh-uh, but I, we have some queer friends that were just crying, telling us about this place. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try. But like, I, my armor was on, I was wow. ready to be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so some of my practices for sure. So, um, is it okay to talk about what I did before we started recording? Oh, please do. Okay. Yes. I, was, I wasn't sure if that was okay, but I was going to ask about that. So. Yeah, I'll just reference um, that um, I did a prayer for, I mean, Claire and I, but yeah, and, um, and that sort of the way that I pray is, you know, borrowed from the place that I go to on Sundays, uh, which is a place that honors science and metaphysics and and it's just all so open i mean it's so open practice practices from lots of different um belief systems and uh, it's so beautiful and i would take i anybody there i mean i'm it's a beautiful home so um but along you know along the way a lot of this stuff and I'm a thinker and an analyzer and 
very much in my mind. And a lot of this stuff is so big and huge and hard to comprehend. Yeah. And, and then there's a, this, this simplicity in spirituality. And it's really like, yeah, this is really great to try to access and understand and open up like all of this theory and philosophy mm-hmm. and science. And at the same time, like it's just as valuable to sit here and be in my body and breathe Mm -hmm. and touch Mm -hmm. the ground and fall in love with this rock that's near me. That's perfect. That, you know, it's like how lucky that, I mean, our planet is literally a miracle. It's literally you look around at the flowers and the insects and it's like, you cannot make this up. It's, it is so mind blowing. It's, it's more perfect than anything. Now, I understand that there is pain on our planet. I am not like falling in love with Gaia and nature and humanity. I am not, you know, ignorant to everything that that also comes with. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, it is a good practice for me to feel the love and for me to, you know, feel the beauty. And um, so, I'm totally in love with rocks and bones are amazing because they were like literally in an animal and they grew over time. I mean, it's just amazing. And I try to be really mindful about, you know, what stays where it is and what can come and stay with me for a little bit and give it a lot of respect and gratitude. Um, And I, you know, I, I did beetles and, beetles and um birds dead birds are a thing where um it was just universe talking to me for a long time I needed I needed a lot of coincidences to kind of understand that that they aren't coincidences and that they are opportunity to create our own meaning and truth and reality so yes Yes. yes. That was a lot of, a lot of words. Sorry, but no, no, thank you. Because you like got to like all of the, like, you know, I was like, I'm going to like throw them some softball questions first and like warm this (laughs) up. And like, no, you just went, you were like, now I'm going to go there. Like, let's let's talk about this stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I just like so many things that you just said there. Um, I mean, I want to like, just hold up and and second the um, what you said about how important it is for queer people to find um, places yeah. where they feel like they belong, whether that's a, a solo spirituality um, or mm-hmm. a community. Like it sounds mm-hmm. like found um, in the place that you go on Sundays, mm-hmm. uh, or both. Having both of those yes, things very much. Important an individual relationship and then also possibly a community um and like you know I don't know that's I that's one of the things that um I think that's part of why there seem to be and uh, you know this is just an observation I don't have like stats on Mm -hmm, this but mm -hmm. there seem to be a lot of queer people who are drawn to these sort of like metaphysical spirituality areas yes uh, things like tarot or or things like um hoodoo or you know whatever it may be um and I wonder if part of it is because we have I mean it probably is part of it is 
because we've been, we felt shut out from the traditional yeah. options available to us. Yeah. And yet there's still that call. Like there's still that call that so many of us feel for something. Mm-hmm. Um, like when you said that you were an atheist up until your Saturn return, um, I also was like atheist slash agnostic, you know, mm-hmm. on and off for like 10 years. Um, but I, I did like, you know, that whole time I was like, there's some, there's something, yeah. don't know what it is. Don't have to understand what it is, but there's something. Shame. And then it, it was also in my Saturn return that I came back to this. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. When you said wow. that, I wrote it down. I was like Saturn return. <laughs> and then I realized that on the world card that you pulled for me, um, it is also Saturn. Um, oh, I love that. <laughs> it was like, whoa, synchronicities. Totally. Um, yeah. So, uh, geez, what was I, what was I getting to? What was I getting to there? Um, oh, right. Like how, how we as queer people or anybody who has felt, um, you know, marginalized or shut out of the traditional religions available to us. Um, so many of us seem to be congregating here and this sort of area of spirituality. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it beautiful? I mean, (laughs) I, I mean, it's not beautiful, <laughs> you know, that we, we've we been shunned. Right. Um, but the reclaiming is, it's beautiful. And, you know, it needs to be done. If, if mm-hmm. you know, researchers are, all, I think, all in support that, like, having some sort of spiritual engagement and fulfillment and uh, practice, right, like, is part of your well-being, it's mm-hmm. not cool for our, our whole posse to like not be accessing that because they don't think, you know, and me too. Like I'm, I was in that and I'm sure I'm still, he- you know, healing that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not okay. And so, mm-hmm. um, while, but it is an interesting thing because like there was one picture I posted that I had found this, um, bark that totally made the letters g-o-d and I posted (laughs) it and I knew I think it was maybe the first time I've ever said god you know on Instagram and and part Mm -hmm. of stuff like that it's not like I'm worried about what people are going to think it's that some of that takes a lot of conversation and Instagram doesn't always you know, uh, kind of have space for that depending right which is you know that's that's fine if you know someone's like oh I'm out of here that person's saying god you know, um, that's okay. But I knew it was going to start some conversations and, and it did. And I'm, I'm really grateful when people reach out to create space for it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, and we don't have to reclaim the word God. Nobody needs to use that word. But for me, I don't want to be limited in my comfort. You know, I, Mm -hmm. I want to be intentional in like accessing as much as I can. And if there's songs or poetry and stuff that use these words that to me for so long, didn't feel like mine and anything I wanted to do with, you know, Mm -hmm. that represented so much, you know? So, um, you know, go ahead. Oh yeah. No, you go ahead. I was actually going to I was going to say, I'm going to turn on another light so that you can continue to see my face. Cause it's going to be really in the dark. dark. 
<laughs> yeah. It's like, I just realized that I looked at my little screen and I'm like, oh, wow, this is kind of <laughs> Okay. Much better. There or kind are. of better. Now it's yeah, like a weird no. green color, but whatever. No, looks great. Bad lighting. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, yeah, there was something in there uh, before I so rudely got up to turn on the light that I wanted to. It was, oh, God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I, like, a while back, um, suggested because like you know a lot of us use the word god or goddess as yeah. well yep um and the the terms god and goddess um you know while i like absolutely support people vibing with whatever you know whatever they do and there's certainly a ton of power to be found in identifying with a goddess and stuff like that but that never really like did it quite for me because mm-hmm. I'm non-binary. And so mm-hmm. I just, I don't, I don't, I, I don't identify that way. And I don't really vibe that way. Yeah. You know, do you have and, a preferred um, word well, or word that feels good for that? I've, I've like, I, I've started using the word goddicks. <laughs> like oh my goddicks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Hello. Yes. I, I was like, I was like, this has to be. Like, Is it not a thing? I don't know. I've, I've never seen it. it. I posted about it on Instagram, like probably. Oh, I must have missed six it. Or, it was a while ago. It was okay. like six or, six or eight months ago, or maybe like a whole year ago. And okay. a lot of people responded um, and were like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, obviously. Yes, obviously. Um, yeah. And I was like, somebody else must have already come up with this. And I did do some Google searches to see if it, if, if somebody did. Yeah. And I did see, like, I did find some just like solo blogs that people had written where like they had, you know, used this word as well to, um, uh, as a, as a, a non-binary or like genderless or all gender or however, you know, right. Whatever right god figure but it doesn't seem to be something that like is like obviously huh. that's a like uh, standard usage so i i mean i love it and you know i don't i think part of you know i don't uh, the you know the word god to me is genderless however it's also embedded in some deep you know, <laughs> religious systems that it's, it's very massive, like it's a masculine figure, like, all, you know, patriarchal, um, totally. So yeah. I think that's, you know, and, you know, we could probably use that to kind of leeway into like court cards and the tarot mm-hmm. is like, I think that I understand, like, you know, intellectually, like that God, you know, shouldn't you know, be masculine, right? Like if I see God as like all of us and and just energy um, in all things, right? Then that doesn't make sense how, you know, but same for the Kings and the Queens and the emperor. Mm -hmm. And, um, and there's a lot to say for a name and in a word. Um, So, you know, I like, I like God X. I, are you doing two D's or one D there? I was doing two D's like, I mean, yeah. and really it was just like, yeah, two D's and an EX. So 
kind of like goddess, but with an X instead mm-hmm. of S's. But I mean, it certainly could be like G O D X or G O D D X. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, and I'm I'm not adverse to. Um, God is just sort of like a standard, like neutral term. I think the trouble comes in there with the fact that it's like the same old default. The default is masculine, you know? Absolutely. And like, so I totally understand that some people would want a different alternative, but yeah, like as far as like the court cards um, and, and the other uh, very often, uh, heavily assigned as female or male archetypes, mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. empress or the emperor or the high priestess. Um, yeah, that um, I've heard convincing arguments both ways. I gave a reading to someone who um, said that they thought it was really important for them to have a powerful um, feminine, like woman archetype in the tarot. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, look up to and embody. And I was like, oh yeah, actually like, I understand that perspective. Right. Right. So I think that it's, you know, to each their own, like however you vibe with it is perfect. Um, But like when I teach it, I try to teach it in a way, I try to teach people that it can be gender, gender neutral or gender fluid or et cetera. Um, in order to make that space for queer people to be able to access the tarot, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think it's my truth that, you know, I, that when I say King of Pentacles, who's staring at me right now, that, you Mm. know, that I, am able to sort of make my own transfer as needed. Like, um, and yet, you know, it did come up for me recently that I was like, Ooh, I need to own that. I actually do have some weird vibes with the emperor, which I had thought that I was all good. And then I was like, I do not love seeing that card. I do not access Mm -hmm. all of the magic in that card. Mm -hmm. Um, because of the sort of, yeah, you know, you know, but you know, <laughs> the, you know, the masculine energy that's in there, although, you know, it's all over. Like I do use Morgan Greer a lot. Um, as of right now, I am currently trying to manifest or I am manifesting getting, you know, I want to have, um, I want a deck that I spend years with is what I am currently calling into my life. And I've got a couple, my eye on a couple that I will see once they're released, you know, if Mm -hmm. if it's going to be the fit that I hope that it is. But, but anyways, I do love my Morgan Greer and yet it is one of my decks that is the most traditional, therefore the most, Mm -hmm. you know, cis and hetero. And, Mm -hmm. um, so again, like I kind of think I'm making the transfer and then like all of a sudden I'll be writing and I'll catch myself saying he or she, uh, you yeah. know, about one of the cards and I'm like, whoa, whoops, like yeah. here I am, you know, yeah. identifying as, you know, queer witch and queer mm-hmm. reader. And I was like, oh, 
bummer. Like it is embedded in us all <laughs> like so, right. so deeply. And I, I do the same. I try to use day, but like, I like fuck up sometimes, but I also think like I, I did a reading recently. Um, uh, and the card that I pulled was the queen of swords and it was just like a one card monthly, mm-hmm. um, sort of subscription reading thing that I have. And I was, I started using she to describe queen of swords as I was writing it. And then I was like, Oh, what the fuck am I doing? Mm-hmm. And I realized that, Oh no, like for this person that I'm writing it for, I think that I need to use the word she, because yes. it's going to help her like access it or something yeah. like something important there that I allow that gender to exist in this reading. And I've done the same thing before. And I also don't want to go too far to the other side where I'm kind of acting like he and she are bad words, like, because, or or like gender is bad. I mean, and so that gets tricky, like where I'm trying to like make everything neutral. And yet it's like, I don't want to devalue other people's identity, you know, and, and my pronoun preference you know, is he, which I think partially is because not to get like too off track, but be, you know, because I'm not, um, you know, using testosterone and, and I'm, um, I, I think if I were, um, changing my body in certain ways that I would probably go with they, but Mm -hmm. it feels more non-binary for me to, use he in this body, you know what I mean? So, and, and, and I think that needs to be okay. Like there shouldn't also be pressure. I know that, and that kind of gets into a philosophical thing, but you know, my wife identifies as she, you know, so, Mm -hmm. you know, it, I don't want it to be like, Oh no, a a pronoun that's not neutral because that's okay. You know, for folks that that's their, that makes them, feel good and you know seen as much as possible so absolutely yeah it's it, I, and then I'll go ahead I'm sorry <laughs> yeah no I was just I was gonna second that and say that like while I'm non-binary and I believe that gender is a construct that's that's just like how I see things my partner is a trans man right. who identifies on the binary you right. know and yeah. so we can both be those two different things like you were saying with like you and your wife who identifies mm-hmm. as Mm-hmm. We can both have different relationships to gender and to the gender right. binary, right. and it's totally fine. <laughs> like it's not Abs- a yeah, it's all. it's beautiful. And um, for me, I actually like have come into making it a practice that I really relate my gender expression more to nature than. Mm-hmm the other choices I'm given by mainstream media, you know? So, um, you know, I'm really turned to um, soft and structured parts of nature to, you know, identify my feminine and masculine because part of my dysphoria and pain around like, wow, what is going on here? I mean, I came out as trans, I don't know, maybe 12 years ago. And, you know, for a long time thought I you know, and I'm going to speak my current truth and I get to change my mind whenever I want. But my Uh current truth, you know, is that I thought I was going to, um, do tea and top surgery and, um, and currently at a place and have been for some time where I don't 
not only do I think that would not help my dysphoria, I think it would make it worse. Mm. I'm very grateful, you know, for this body. And it's actually part of my spiritual belief that I chose this body. And um, Mm. if I ever change my mind uh, around those things, then um, fabulous. Mm. And, um, but I guess... You know, I'm just saying that I feel like because of, um, you know, the patriarchy that has taught me so much about what it means to be masculine and feminine, Mm -hmm. that really effed me up. And I'm Mm -hmm. still unpacking that. And I'm trying to replace those things with things that I see from animals and plants, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, that's part of like, holding a rock. I mean, it's this connecting my body to the rest of my body, which is this planet. Mm -hmm. And, um, so that's beautiful. (laughs) What you just said. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So I guess, um, you know, like the Empress, I, I really bow down to, um, all the artists, who have renamed the cards and I actually still feel really comfortable with the traditionally traditional names also, but I think that's because I've gotten to learn about tarot with the other names that are coming out as Mm -hmm. well. So, you know, like we were just saying about, you know, binary versus non-binary, it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, it feels okay for me to say king and queen um, because I also have visionary and architect, right? Like yeah. I can like do that in my mind and yeah. those, those are gifts. And, um, but it's also okay for someone else to not feel, you know, good about see- seeing themselves in a king card or queen card, you know, mm-hmm. that's, it's mm-hmm. all good. Mm-hmm. Um, what we don't want is, yeah, anyone to have the tarot's magic limited because of the junk that has fills our minds right correct yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely um yeah and thank you for saying that because I like I feel like that's I feel like what you just were talking about is something that I needed to hear for the the tarot classes that I'm currently Mm. right now I'm so excited about (laughs) (laughs) Uh, had just had the first class and it went great but um yeah like because like that's you know how how to how to teach tarot in a way that allows for people to have um whatever sort of access points they need to have on it Right. Um, so how to teach it in a way that, and now I'm thinking I'm, I need to like, um, like sort of be a little bit more flexible with how I teach like the court cards and some of the archetypes and things, um, to allow for those who, who really do like vibe with there being a, an empress who mm-hmm. is like a mother figure, you know, or something right. like that. Cause that's completely valid and like beautiful. And I, you know, I don't want to deprive anybody of that by making them think that it's somehow wrong, you know, because I I don't think it's that easy. It's not that it's, it's wrong or something, but it can be limiting. It can. 
Yeah. And I think if, at least for me personally, like I said, if I just had the traditional, then that wouldn't feel good to me, but because, you know, of the work other people have done and are still doing, people are still offering up um, different names and identities for these cards. And I, I'm really hoping that just continues to feed me like selfish, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you for this. Cause it's expanding what I'm getting out of this card. And I mean, that is something that I just think is so beautiful about these decks that are coming out. Um, mm-hmm. People it's being able to see the inside of what pe- the energy people feel from these cards is it's stunning. And um, yeah. I feel so blessed to be able to, like I said, be able to hold a deck that I wouldn't otherwise, you know, buy, but because through sincerely, I get to experience the deck and the art and the feel and, um, and the magic. And it only helps to expand. Um, yeah. I actually reached out to an artist yesterday about this deck that's coming out in a few months and just kind of said, cause I'm loving the art. And I said, Hey, any chance there's going to be like an androgynous, um, mm. figure, and I just really think that literally never occurred to her. And yeah. um, she responded really kindly and like she wanted to try to face that um, as she, she kind of felt like that was a challenge. And I'm like, oh, how, how, and, and it's a beautiful deck and they were so inclusive about so many things. And I'm like, how interesting and I used the word, I said, okay, I'm just really hoping that it's not a hundred percent, um, cis and hetero. And yeah, because it's gorgeous. And it was like, what, what a shame if it just, I can't access it, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, but I'm like, wow, that that's baffling to me that that would never occur to someone, yes. you know, like, right? I'm like, am I totally yeah. in a bubble? And I mean, my Instagram community is out of this world amazing mm-hmm. and I don't know I I was like oh okay well co- I mean cool like yeah maybe yeah. this maybe you'll accept this seed I'm trying to plant you know we'll see but I yeah I agree like I feel like at at this time like at this day and age it's like almost inexcusable to have an entirely like cishet and white deck where like there's only white figures and where there's only like beautiful like quote air quotes beautiful like oh the body shape absolutely I like continue to be surprised when I see that happen but I do I mean I do acknowledge that it definitely is a bubble those of us who you know are queer or who are people of color or Mm -hmm. who you know um don't have the like quintessential like stereotypically beautiful body or whatever like we seek out other people like ourselves Mm -hmm. so that we can create that bubble where it feels safe and supportive for us to exist and people who don't have to think about those things sometimes just don't think about those things and not out of malice but just because like just never yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I think they were being as genuine as they could be and, um, positive. And, and then it, it was interesting, like how then I was like, oh my goodness, did I overstep? Like here I am like messaging an artist, like, you know, and I, I, it was truly just out of curiosity at first. And then when mm-hmm. I got the response, 
um, like I was just hoping maybe I hadn't seen, you know, one yet. And then, um, and then it was like, wow, I just let that come out of my fingers that I, you know, (laughs) I would kind of call them out. And I really, I, I was also sending them lots of love around their work, but, um, yeah, that was surprising. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it's something that like, you know, they needed to hear and that they will chew on. I hope so. I hope so. Because honestly, even though, I mean, one, one figure that I could relate to is better than none. And And I was going to ask, like, is one figure enough? Is that like tokenizing almost? Probably. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) I mean, I mean, I mean, to me, like, yes, like that's not enough. Um, and yet, you know, it, there's some like weird part of me that would like be like, oh, thank goodness there's one. I mean, yeah. and that's right. sad, but kind of, I mean, and, and, you know, thank goodness we have so, you know, we do have these queer friendly decks and um, sometimes just queer decks, like, you know, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, well, it's, yeah. we'll it's- see. Yeah, we'll, we will see. I mean, I think it's like, you know, um, the hazard of that is, is how, um, people, sometimes people who are trying to be inclusive of people of color will, you know, put some people of color in their deck, but will make it like, like it's a, like a black woman as like the queen of pentacles or the empress or, you know, something that ends up just being very sort of like stereotyped. Yep. And that's problematic too. Yep, that is. Yeah, that is. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, but it's great. It's being discussed. And, you know, like I, I can only hope, I know some people kind of are like, you know, that tarot is becoming trendy. I'm like, well, let it be tarot. I mean, to me, it's mm-hmm. like this can only hopefully, you know, get better. I do believe we are beautiful beings. Um, making this happen, making this accessible for ourselves and others. And I, I really hope that, yeah, in 20 years that we're going to be really close to having, you know, mm-hmm. a ton of inclusive decks and, you know, instead of a few um, mm-hmm. so that, so that we can still choose. Oh, that's interesting. My power just went out. <gasps> okay. That's why your screen went black. <laughs> I'm still here. Okay. I just have to listen to make sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just had to make sure that my kids are, I mean, they're with my wife, but um, okay. Is everything okay? I think it's just a flicker. Yeah. And it was like multiple houses because they can see out the window. So oh, wow. that was well, kind of cool. It seems like your internet was still fine though. Yeah. Like your internet yep. wasn't inter- interrupted. No. Yeah. What do you think that's a, is that a sign? It might be. <laughs> Wrap it up, folks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I guess, I mean, we have been talking for like an hour now. So yes, I saw that. Um, I told you this would happen. <laughs> I know. And we probably really could chat for days. Yeah, uh, yeah I think so. Yeah. I, I, as a last note, I, I wanted to, one of the things that I, I was thinking about when your power went out um, was, <laughs> Uh, that I think one of the really profound things that tarot 
does offer is like by giving us this system that is so traditionally based on the gender binary and on like um, cishet people and white people, it is an artifact that is um, like freeing us at the same time as it's making us confront those very issues yeah. and and recognize, oh, wow, that like how we conceive of the world as like male and female, like as binary is like so ingrained in us, yep. you know, and then we have to like work to yep. transcend that. So yeah, it's a great opportunity. I think even like you and I kind of just talking about like, is it okay to completely cut this out? Or like, how do, how do we just open to others, you know? And I mean, mm -hmm. it, you know, I, I think as long as we're, we're talking and making changes as we see that we need to, you know, like maybe someday someone will convince me that the words king and queen should absolutely not exist on the tarot, you know? <clears throat> um, I mean, I definitely see how they're outdated. Uh, and, you know, we kind of talked about that. So I, I yeah. think we're, we're doing the, well, we're doing something by at least <laughs> kind of energizing the conversation and um, yeah, supporting artists who are taking the time to be really intentional and take great care yeah. in what they're creating. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Jordan, is there anything that you want to um, talk about or add or say at the end that we haven't been able to touch on yet? Um, one thing I will just kind of say, I, I just want to leave people with encouragement to work with knowing your worthiness and um, your worthiness of creating any spiritual path or practice that mm -hmm. calls to you and um, letting yourself explore and play and, you know, let signs and coincidences mean big, beautiful things for you. And um, I mean, if, if, if it's, it is true that we, you know, are all expressions of divine, then, you know, if you're wondering if that sign out, you know, <clears throat> a flower or something like means something to you, you get to decide that yes, it does. And you get to mm -hmm. create um, your own truths. And in one of your questions, you asked me um, about um, kind of about the bones and feathers and items. And I was thinking of, you know, <clears throat> that when I wasn't engaging in my own spiritual practices and playing and exploring like I am now, I would have never known that you can make like a literal rock rainbow out of rocks from like almost yeah. any beach. Like I really thought they were all gray. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, you can like I, it would be a fun practice if someone has never tried that like go to a beach or go to a place where there's a lot of rocks and walk around and get really low to the ground and i mean you could start by picking up any rock and it really works by parent putting them next to each other but you can have like a range of red and a range of you know from the dark orange to the light and then to the yellow and the green and the blue and the purple uh -huh. and 
that it just is kind of like a metaphor for me of like once you start to make meaning and to you know look for things and see things in a new way um I mean the options are really infinite and I just um I think before I thought rocks were rocks and they were all gray because uh-huh. I didn't really check them out you know <laughs> now I'm like oh my god they're all different and beautiful and different colors like how did I not know that and mm-hmm. I just think that could kind of be a metaphor for like a lot of the different things that are available right in front of us you know yeah Yeah. uh, There's totally a metaphor there about like you thought they were all gray and then you realize that there is a rainbow in there. Totally. (laughs) Totally. There's a rainbow. Yeah. The whole time. (laughs) Thank you for that. You just had to pay attention. Just had to look for it. Yep. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Thank you so much, Jordan. Thank you, Claire. I feel like there's so many things that I like wanted to talk to you about that we didn't even get to talk about. So like maybe, maybe too, we can talk again. <laughs> totally. And um, I love what you're doing. I hope you know, like the tarot people love you. Like it, it's, <laughs> I, I'm serious. You've got some real fans. Um, your work is beautiful. Your spreads are probably about the only like, like the only time I'll, I'll take the time to pull a spread for myself and spreads are like so inspiring. I don't know why I do the one card pulls so often. Well, cause of time, that's why, but, um, you know, and simplicity for my mind, but, um, because it does take some work, but yours are so just powerful that I'm like, I gotta go grab my deck. I gotta do this. You know? And, um, so thank you because thank that's you. all, you know, that's just you giving, and um, so I'm really receiving that from you. And I know a lot of other people are too. So, and thank you for using your voice here and creating a space for us to, you know, share ourselves and unpack some of the things that are going on. Thank you so much yeah. for saying that. Uh, yeah, it's another one of those things that like, I feel like I just open up and then it happens. Oh, it's I'm like, so you know. <laughs> they're so cool thanks Thank you. uh okay well on that on that <laughs> okay. note I'm yeah. I'm great <laughs> <laughs> so is Jordan <laughs> oh, oh Jordan uh why don't you share with uh share with us where we can find you online okay. so yeah. um really uh in on Instagram I am sincerely the tarot and um I ask for if people are interested in one of my offerings to email me at sincerely the tarot at gmail.com. Nice. And in yeah. your Instagram handle, aren't there some underscores in there? There are, I think you'll you, find me, but I think it, just, yeah, I think that you will, uh, that they will, but yeah, it might be sincerely underscore the underscore. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just making sure the details Thank are. You. Right. Thanks for helping me out. I'm like a really bad businessman. Like, so I'm, I'm just well, like, I'm I hope you can find me. Sun, Gemini moon. And I used to be a copy editor. So, you know, <laughs> did you say you're an Aquarian sun? Uh-huh. Aquarius oh. sun. Yeah. Jeff said that now at the end. So we can't talk about, okay. 
I'm an Aquarius too. It's the best sign, you know. Claire, Holy so. crap! Yeah. When's your birthday? January twenty eighth. Okay, I'm February seventeenth. So you're near the beginning. I'm at the end of Aquarius, but yeah, yeah. yeah. And you were born one year before me because you said okay. you were thirty three, and I'm thirty two. Yeah. But okay. yeah, so we went through our Saturn returns. Wait, your Saturn is probably in Sagittarius, isn't it? I don't even know. I think it is. Yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll talk more later. <laughs> Exchange one. Yeah, we should do that later because I just started diving into my natal chart. So maybe one of these mm-hmm. people will swap notes. Yeah, absolutely. We will. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Jordan, so much. Thank you, Claire. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Running in circles, but we live with lines. We put ourselves in boxes when the air is just fine. We're digging down to the earth to find the sky. We're always asking when, never, why. You've been listening to The Word Witch. Our theme music is Counting Rice by Bitches in the Beehive. Their album Itty Bitty Spaces is out now. The Word Witch is written, produced, and recorded by me, Claire Burgess. Our logo is designed by me, too. Editing and tech support come from Danu Vino. You can follow The Word Witch on Instagram at the.word.witch. You can book tarot readings, find out about upcoming classes, and join our newsletter at thewordwitchtarot.com. If you'd like to support this podcast, join my Patreon at patreon.com thewordwitchtarot. For as little as $1, you'll receive collective tarot readings, tarot and astro content, downloads of my zines, and podcast outtakes and extras. Plus, you'll help make this podcast possible and help support a working witch. If you have a question for The Word Witch, email us at thewordwitchpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Till next time, stay magical. Trying to shoot the moon Using everything we've got That's just a piece of a spoon Ooh.